0: I wanted to kind of go back to my roots and try to incorporate that style with the operatic style that I had been pursuing for the last what 15 years and so I created something um, which was really an improvisation of what I felt I could express with my voice Um, and then it turned into sort of a meditation sort of um a story about the elements kind of coming together so
1: i'm talking to opera singer ekaterina shelahova today about her beautiful earth melodies well it's it's great to talk to you ekaterina and i i saw this well i heard this wonderful music that you did um on instagram and this is where i discovered you so i would love to talk about that um, oh, it's yeah. about your earth so, melodies, yeah. right, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, to tell me where did you or how did this um develop this because you're you're a uh, are you a trained opera singer?
0: Yes, yes. I have a bachelor's and master's degree in opera performance, mm-hmm. and I graduated around four years ago. so since then I've been kind of okay. doing my own thing.
1: Where did you study?
0: I first I studied at the conservatory in Toronto, so I did my pedagogy degree in piano, um, piano performance, and piano pedagogy, and I've been studying singing since I was three years old. So. I've Mm. been studying privately and as well as in in, in institutions, my goodness, since (laughs) the small age of six, I guess. Mm. And when I was 18, I moved from Toronto or close to Toronto, a city called Hamilton, to Milan. And I started my studies there at the Conservatory of Milan, uh, Giuseppe Verdi. And I did my bachelor's there and then I decided to continue and I did my master's right after. Wow. And I graduated, let's say, around three and a half years ago, almost four years ago. And what a long, ever since then I've long, been kind of doing my own thing.
1: Yeah, but what a long journey that was. Because how, when you you say you started singing at three... Uh, do you come from a musical family? Is there What was the inspiration for you? Or who discovered your voice then?
0: Well, it was a combination of a few people, let's say. So my uncle, he used to write jingles for the radio. And so he would always pick up the guitar and um, sing at all our family events that we used to have back in, in Russia. And I used to sing along um, as well as I had I was very, very lucky to go to a kindergarten uh, class where we had a musical instructor who I guess heard that I had a good ear. And so during the nap times of other children, she would, she would uh, take me away from my nap time (laughs) and give me private lessons to kind of develop the ear and the voice and everything. So my, my family, my parents are actually engineers, so they're not very musical, but they love music. Um, my father plays the accordion and my mother knows how to sing, but, um, of profession, my whole family are either doctors or engineers. So I was kind of the, the dark horse of the family (laughs) and, um, an unexpected turn. And, but my, my family has always been huge, um, passionate for music. So I grew up with music always playing in the background. In fact, any, uh, home video that we would have, watching back every single home video has some kind of music playing in the background so it was just always around
1: so you had this and, and and also you say you have the support you have the support of your parents so um of course they must have then also encouraged you to do lessons and things like that in in music
0: absolutely yes yes so my my parents were always my uh, number one fans and my number one supporters, and they were the ones that really helped me um, kind of discover my my love for music, and they they pushed me to study. And as a child, I mean, I loved to sing, so that was never. Uh, four or <laughs> kind of, yeah. um, I was never made to do it. But for example, I didn't like to play the piano up until I was maybe 13, 14, but I started when I was six. But I'm very thankful that um, I was sort of kind of um, made to to study piano because it helped me so much, so much um, in um, in all my music that I write and um, and perform now. So I'm really grateful for my parents uh, involvement in
1: that so yeah I think sometimes as parents you know you know you have this this feeling that you have to encourage and motivate to get your child to do uh, to or to carry on I remember my son uh, wanted to quit ballet and I had to sort of push him a little to to carry on and now he's a professional Mm -hmm. ballet dancer so you you sort of know as a parent at a young age you know that you that you have to to do that. So great that they they did Mm -hmm. that for you. But now, so, yeah, so it's uh, the opera singing was, when did you decide that this was what you wanted to do?
0: So I used to listen to a variety of music since I was a child, opera included. So my father was... And still is a big passion um, has a big passion for for opera and classical music, so I, I grew up with it. I, I knew what it was, but I believe it was around the age of ten when I was in the children's choir, and the director Polos, she pulled my parents aside and she told me she told them um that it would probably be best for me to to continue with a solo career and to try myself in opera because my voice would always stick out because of the resonance point being so close here which is something that's super important with opera because you need to have a lot of sound in order to to pierce uh through the orchestra and uh, get all the way to the back row right so it was around ten years old where I started to kind of take it more seriously, and from then on, it just kind of became something that I did, and I and I liked it very much. Um, and I, but the thing is, is that I, I've always liked all types of music and all genres of music, so I try to always incorporate everything into my studies and not just focus solely on opera. But yeah, so
1: well, the studying. Uh, of opera studying or singing the the, it's a long it's a long career a long journey it's a long studying process yes um and but you said then you you went to italy to to continue your studies. so you had to leave home to do that was that difficult
0: yes Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. I I will be honest. I believe the first year that I moved to Milan was one of the more, one of my most difficult years. Just because I did study the language before I before I came to Italy, but it's different when you're studying a language back home in the comfort of your own house or with a teacher who lets you speak in English if you forget a word, whereas when you're put into a pressure kind of situation where all my classes were in Italian. I had to find an apartment and sign the contracts all in Italian and oh, my all goodness. those bureaucratic things, everything in Italian at the age of 18, where I didn't know anything, but being kind of coddled at home because I was always doing rehearsals or things like that. So I was always with my family. I was always with my parents that were helping out. And here I was by myself, had to do everything by myself. Um, but it was really eye-opening. It really helped, I guess, it helped me mature really quickly. And I don't regret it at all. Um, but it was definitely uh, a difficult transition, for sure. Yeah.
1: yeah, and it's it's totally different, I think, from Canada to Italy. it's You know, it's not even remotely the same uh, type of environment that you are in. So I, I can just imagine that that would be difficult. This is something that I've thought about a lot as well, uh, with artists that you have to do, you know, you have to go all over the world really to, to pursue this career or to, you know, to go where you, where you have to go. And it's, it's uh, leaving a lot behind because it's difficult in uh, you know adapting to a new culture to a new environment yes. to, to you know settling and and mm-hmm. things like that. so yeah that's that's part of your your career that's really I think um, not something that we always note or notice yeah
0: mm-hmm. uh, right right.
1: But now tell me uh, this earth earth. Sounds or the the uh, or what do you call it? Um, yes, earth, earth melodies. Earth yes. melodies. Yes. So beautiful. I mean, really, I I I got goosebumps the first time I heard it. Um, so, what inspired you to do that?
0: So, for the five years that I was at the conservatory, um, mm-hmm. I definitely did concentrate mostly on opera. And I was kind of in this closed world where it was you do as you're told or pretty much get out. So not saying that everybody in the opera industry is like this, but unfortunately I had encountered um, a few people who were telling me to stay in a box pretty much. And as a rebel my whole life, I've always wanted to kind of, prove myself in different ways. And when I was a child, I actually started out singing in a folk uh, children's choir. So with a kind of uh, very old school, old style, um, Slavic singing. So it kind of goes from the chest here and through the resonance point. So it's a little bit. sort of poppy but not at the same time because it's lower than, than what we would sing in pop music. So we would sing right here in pop music, whereas the vibrations come from here when you're singing through this old kind of style. So I wanted to kind of go back to my roots and try to incorporate that style with the operatic style that I had been pursuing for the last, what, 15 years. And so I created something, um, which was really an improvisation of what I felt I could express with my voice. Um, and then it turned into sort of a meditation, sort of, um, a story about the elements kind of coming together. So the idea was we were, we were starting in the earth and we were feeling this kind of almost lava at the bottom, right at the core, and then coming up to the surface and then coming all the way up to the sky where we would hear the birds and then kind of slowly making our way down uh, at the end of the piece. So it was an exploration of voice and it was an exploration of nature and exploration of all those elements combining together. So it was very layered, the, the meanings behind it. And I really didn't, I I didn't expect anybody to really resonate with it. I didn't know the reaction that I would get because I was so ingrained into believing that um, if I didn't perform uh, the way that I was supposed to, because I, I... been studying this rigid kind of regime for a very long time that I was going to get a lot of negative feedback because, um, whenever I would try to experiment or incorporate my own things in the classical repertoire, I was, um, it was not always a positive response. So this was definitely kind of a fearful moment of what, what's going to happen, but I'm really thankful that people, um, connected with it. And, um, I'm really grateful for that
1: yeah but congratulations for doing your own thing. That's yeah. so brave. Thank you so much. Yeah. but you um uh, you're talking about that now it's it really sounds as if it comes from you. you know you can you can absolutely the way you perform it as well, you can see that it's something that you totally believe in. So I think this is part of the of the fact that it's so successful.
0: Thank you so much. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: So how did you then go forward because I saw you went on a on a talent uh, program as well in Italy.
0: Yes, so The Earth Melodies was actually debuted on that uh, television program on Italia's Got Talent. Okay. Um after that I had participated also in Bulgaria's Got Talent where I got mm-hmm. to the semi-finals. Um, With Italia's Got Talent, it was a bit different because it was during COVID. So there were no steps. It was just everybody auditioned once. And then they had uh, a final right after that where they just took a few of the people that were uh, accepted. I guess they got Mm -hmm. the people that got four yeses. They just chose a few of those and they did a kind of a show at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, So unfortunately, I did not make the the cut for the final of that uh, Mm -hmm. season. But then I, I... participated in Bulgaria's Got Talent, which is also uh, a load of fun because I presented another original of mine, which is called Awakening. And for the semifinal, I actually did a mix of an opera aria from Lakhme. And I mixed it with a folk song that I used to sing when I was an old, old, when I was a young (laughs) child, uh, with my mom around the campfire. So it meant a lot to me because it was kind of those two things incorporated. I was also terrified about the backlash that I might get from the opera community, but thankfully I didn't, or if I did, I don't know about it, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, yeah, but, well, <laughs> but what do you
1: care anyway because it's so exactly beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so but, yeah so i
0: participated in those two shows yes
1: mm-hmm. now and so what what came from there is this now recorded is there somewhere you know that we can can hear it or download it because it's so
0: beautiful thank you mm-hmm. uh earth melodies as well as Awakening are on all musical platforms. So you can stream them or even buy them from Bandcamp or iTunes as well. Um, Until the sun rises, which is what I had named the, the medley of the opera aria, and the the folk song it's um it's in production right now so it's just being mixed and mastered and unfortunately with with this kind of repertoire because it's so all over the place it's really hard to mix and to master in a way that let's say i'm content with it and it sounds what i would like it to sound like it's a it's a bit complicated so it's in the process but it's already been recorded so hopefully it will also be released soon
1: wow this is amazing that it's uh, you know that you've found your niche and or your way uh, that's and and that it's something that you love and that has meaning to you.
0: yes yes i'm I'm very grateful for uh, the show and for um, just being able to to do something that I'm passionate about and the most important thing is to be able to to touch other people with with something that is uh, important to me and that is that's why I do it. So-
1: Well, you've, you've got the training now so you know you know what you're doing. I mean, you know how to use your voice. Do you think this is also important for somebody to uh, go through that route, do the classical training, and then do your own thing because then you know what you are capable of.
0: Well, I, I do believe that everybody has their own journey, especially with music. You know, it's it's never cookie cutter shaped. Everything everything is different for everybody. But just as I believe it would be the same with dancing, I do believe that with singing, it's it's the same thing. I, I took ballet for five years, and then I moved on to um, the genres that I, I preferred more, but I believe my background in ballet really helped me um, kind of, uh, move on and, and be able to dance the genres that I liked. So I think it's the same in, in singing. I think the more you, you develop, um, because what, what happens with classical singing is that in classical training is that you learn how to use your voice without damaging it. And I think that's the most important thing because a lot of the time, very often I've been to, um, to a laryngologist uh, many times in my life. And I've heard horror stories of singers coming in with with nodules, with, with just destroyed vocal cords because they are not using it correctly. And I think that in the classical training, the most important thing that we look at is how to not damage your vocal cords and how to continue to sing up until you're 80, 90 years old, hopefully. So if you look at someone like Monserrat Caballé who unfortunately passed away a few years ago I mean at the at the age of 80 or how old she was um she was still singing fantastically like a bird you know so it's it, it's to preserve and I think that if you have that base if you have um the proper breathing techniques the proper kind of uh, techniques of how to to um to oh gosh, to resonate the sound properly, right? So you're not uh, using the muscles, you're using all the proper equipment. And um, I think that definitely helps in the long run. So I do think um, even a small uh, study um, in the classical kind of regime is always helpful to everybody. But
1: I saw also on your Instagram page that you sing
0: other genres
1: as well. Yes,
0: yes. Yes, mm-hmm. so I, I'm I'm very flexible with uh, the genres that I sing. Um, I've always, like I said, I've gr- I grew up listening to pretty much every genre under the sun, and I've always hated limiting myself to to one particular genre. And I've always wanted to try myself out in in everything that I can because life is so short. I just want to do everything yeah. as much as I can. And, yeah, so right now I'm definitely focusing on on my own repertoire, which, like I said, incorporates a lot of different genres and together. But um, but I do like to kind of experiment and have fun with it. In fact, I'm I'm part of a a musical group called ERA. Mm -hmm. And we it's a rock group. So I sing in many different genres throughout performance, um, all the way to kind of a more Arabic uh, type of sound, so it's uh, it's just a lot of fun, and I like to to play around with with my voice and and see what it can do.
1: Amazing! So you're really exploring. If you, if you say you you're going to rock from rock to Arabic yes. sounds and <laughs> and yeah. Earth melodies, amazing that you do that, and your voice allows that.
0: Well, thankfully, um, like I said, because of my classical training, I know how to wield it, um, yeah. in a way that it doesn't get hurt in other, in other genres. And I'm able to kind of stay in control most of the time. So it's, it's, it's good, I guess. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, but now, uh, what, what are the wishes now for the future? What, uh, will there be more, um, earth melodies and, and are you exploring that more?
0: Yes, so at the moment I am writing my own album, so I, I have a few songs in tow, as well as many releases that are already programmed for the next couple of months, so I'm really excited about those. Um, and I guess the, the idea is to to create things that, um, that can be brought out into the world with a positive outlook that can maybe help people, can heal people. And I think the most beautiful thing that we have as musicians is being able to transmit these emotions and these feelings to others in the form of melody, in the form of words, in the form of whatever it is that you're um, using in your music the most. And so my my biggest goal is to just um, do that.
1: Well, wonderful that you think of that. You know that because this is true that it that it music has a healing. Well, art has a healing, healing aspects to it. But I'm Absolutely. just wondering now about the the um, when we talk about the Earth melodies, how do you write? Because you need musicians as well to 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 do the music or to play the music,
0: right? Yes. So um, when it comes to composing, for example, so because I have a, um, a degree in piano, even though I'm, I'm not okay. a great piano player, trust oh, me, okay. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: so I, I try not to flaunt that too much because then someone says, oh, why don't you play something? And then I'll play Rondo alla Turca and then everybody rolls their eyes. Um but uh, because I am, I, I guess, uh, comfortable with the piano, I can compose okay. my own music and the kind of backtracks for it. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to orchestrations or, or, or arrangements, of course, I have uh, a wonderful team of people that help me out um, from someone like Flavio Cucurullo, who has actually helped me with Awakening. He, we, we co-composed that song as well as Conjuring Storms. Um, as well as until the sun rises, so he helps me a lot with the arrangements, and we actually have a few songs on all musical platforms that are composed by him where I'm featured. So, um, okay. if anybody's interested, they're they're gorgeous. And um, mm-hmm. or a- another one of my arrangers is Panos Topalidis, who is from Greece, and mm-hmm. he also helps me out with a few tracks. So I have a fantastic, incredible group of people who help me out and will not help me out who work with me. I, I don't yeah. want to say it like that. Um yeah. and it's just I'm very, very blessed because mm-hmm. they are incredible and I'm just mm-hmm. a little speck of dust in 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 what is then no. created. Yeah I'm <laughs> so, sure
1: you're all such a great team because it's you know coming together like that and, and producing something so wonderful. Uh right. it's great that you have this team with you. Yes. But yes. yeah, Ekaterina, it was so lovely talking to you. I love this music absolutely. I'm so gra- I'm so happy that I discovered you on on Instagram really and that I heard it. Um so I'll I'm going to put the links also in the description of the video so that people want to download it or to to listen to it uh, because it's really something extraordinary.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Well, have a lovely um, afternoon and all the best with all the the music that you will still that will still come out of you. And um, and um, much I wish you much success with with these albums that you are putting out.
0: Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you.
1: Okay, Katarina.
0: Thank you. It was Bye. a pleasure talking to you. Bye. It was
1: lovely talking to you. Bye.